we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. It's Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is a Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. It's gonna, we're going to have a couple of call in guests uh, uh, today. One is going to be talking about wellness programs that are available out there for you people who uh, <laughs> who might want to take advantage of some of the programs that are out there, and uh, I'll let them tell you more about it. And then we're going to have somebody here from Mora, or well, not? Well, there's a fundraiser going on on behalf of Mora, which is the organ transplant folks, and uh, we'll be talking with uh, one of their supporters, and I think he's a beneficiary of a transplant also. So. And also, we want to send you uh, an update on Myron Abel. Abel. Uh, he had a surgery, came out, came through it uh, well. Uh, he's resting, and we appreciate all everybody's prayers. If you can't remember his name, just say I sent a prayer up on behalf of Kim's friend, who's uh, just gone into, just gone under the knife for surgery, and he's rehabbing. We're believing in God for a complete healing, which is uh, in restoration of his health, which is what. Uh, he wants and his family wants and we all want so we thank and anybody you continue to make do, uh, blood donations zero positive or o positive or just blood period and of course uh, don't scrape the blood off the streets of Jackson I know what you're thinking uh, blood is blood no 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 they prefer it to be a little warmer than that okay but uh, uh, hat tip to uh, Myron for uh, he's a strong guy anyway I mean he's got a strong constitution and uh so we just uh, believe in God for a complete healing for him. All right, folks, uh, we've got a, well, while, while we uh, wait a phone call, we'll uh, just go on. President Trump has filed a lawsuit, a civil suit against uh, the instigators of his uh, uh, Russian hoax investigation. And, uh, uh, you know, you might as well fight, fight fire with fire. Uh, you know, you hear me talking about uh, on, a, on a daily basis, for instance, uh, there's still no movement by any state official, governor or anyone else, to address the allegations of civil and criminal uh, allegations against Dr. Dobbs. And the agency that's charged with uh, handling the complaint, to my knowledge and understanding, they refused to basically to even accept or acknowledge that a complaint had been filed. Three times they they have rebuffed the efforts of this complaint to be, and this is a certified notarized complaint. And of course, Lynn Fitch, and to my knowledge, has not done anything with it. The governor, uh, who obviously, based on his silence, appears to be in cahoots. The media, C.J. Lamaster, WLBT, which billed itself as the go-to station when it comes to COVID coverage, they won't touch it. So, it it's, it's reasonable to assume that there's some kind of collusion going on here. The fact that all of a sudden they want us to know everything about COVID, everything about the virus, everything about the vaccine, stats, death, murders, everything regarding it. But now when we uh, have, and you got to understand this complaint against Dr. Dobbs is based on words out of his own mouth about what the laws should be regarding the COVID the virus, the vaccine, the spread of it, the spread of the misinformation, information, etc. These, were, this is the criteria that he set up 
along with all his friends in the medical cabal that, that, that ran the COVID scam. And now Tate Reeves don't have anything to say. Delbert Holzman don't have it. Now remember, remember when Mike Land, the salon owner up there in Madison, was merely trying to open his shop so his, his workers could have、uh, an income to take care of their families? Oh, how these uh, uh, rules and regulations were so important. Oh, Dr. Dobbs was just, he wasn't hearing it. So now, when we're asking Dr. Dobbs to follow his own advice that he gave everybody else, nobody wants to hold him accountable. That would be Tate Reeves, that would be Lynn Finch, that would be Philip Gunn and Delbert Hoseman and all these other. You know why? Because many of these people have profited from the COVID scam. The evidence is where's the complaint at now? What is the status of the complaint? What Dr. Hill should do is go against the surety bond of Governor Tate Reeves, Dr. Dobbs, Governor, uh, 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 Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, Philip Gunn, Lynn Finch, and everyone else who refused to do their job as it relates to this complaint. Just say, There's evidence that these people are not carrying out the duties of their office. In the case of Dr. Dobbs and all those who will sit on the medical licensure board, go against their bond. Because again, these are their rules. These aren't rules somebody else made up. These are the rules. As a matter of fact, they took these rules upon themselves using the medical emergency as a backdrop and a cover. For the rules that they made. And now there appears to be evidence that、uh, certain members didn't follow their own rules to the detriment and death of many Mississippians, the ruination of,、uh, uh, of businesses and incomes and lifestyles. And they don't want any accountability. But they were going to hold our feet to the fire. Every yacht and tittle of the mandates and edict had to be followed. But, folks, this is just representative of all up and down the governmental food chain. These people were nothing. The tyrant in these people came out. And now they don't want any accountability. This is why, folks, whether you want to accept it or not, the only justice you're going to get, if you get any justice at all, will be the justice that you demand for yourself. And I'll just make this notation to you. I don't know if you know how to search the dark web. Do you realize everybody's information is out there on the dark web? Everybody's address, everybody's vitals are out there. Everybody. From the top dog to the low dog to no dog, everybody's information. Who you are, what color your eyes are, where you live at, what your kids' names are, everything's out there. It's out there. Our number is 601 879 0002. We just want to remind you, folks, I went down to get my car tag today, truck tag. And Hines County still got the mask, man. Jesus.、Oh, David L. Archer, you the president of the board? Get rid of the mask mandate entering them dang buildings down there. You are driving people crazy, particularly black folks. Oh, my God. I saw a lady walking out to a mailbox with the mask on. And what gets me, 
if Jesus had, a, if the Lord, if, if this was one, if this was the eleventh commandment, they break that. They wouldn't follow that thing. I ain't doing that, just because. But somehow wearing this mask gives people a sense of empowerment, and then oh, you just, folks, you can hear a nobody who's got a position where they can tell somebody or everybody they got to wear a mask. Oh, they love. Oh, they love the power. So I'm going into the courthouse. And, the, you know, there's a little, 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 little line going into the, uh, you know, you got to go through the metal detector if you go upstairs, yada, yada, yada. So she's handling the folks going through the metal detector. And she screams at me, hey, put, pull your mask up. I'm thinking, okay, whatever. Pull the mask up so I can get on out of here. Folks, we, our government no longer addresses real problems. They make problems that they want to address so they can feel big about themselves. Hines County need to get rid of the mask mandate, the testing mandate, all this stupid crap. They won't do it because these people have taken money and they're more than willing to take money to screw over everybody else's life. Folks, let me tell you what's happening with our government. And time is going to bear me witness in the eyes of many who don't believe it now. These billionaires and millionaires are just thousandaires. They're buying off government officials, government employees, government uh, uh, appointees, regulators. So they don't worry about the government. They don't worry about trying to change the government because they tell, hey, if you run for um, alderman, you run for supervisor, you run for representative, you know what, you're going to have it made because the real governing is going to take place in all these uh, regulatory bodies or these uh, uh, agencies. And we already own those folks, so you don't have to take the heat from any votes. Just let them do it and make all the hard decisions. And when people complain about this or this rule or that rule, say, oh, that's, a, that's an agency rule. We don't have any control over that. They can make their rules on a day-to-day basis. And so all you got to do is collect a paycheck, walk around and pretend you're concerned about the blacks, the gays, the grays, the blues, the greens, whatever. That's what all these interlocal uh, 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 agreements, tri-state agreements that they were just trying to pass with Arkansas, Mississippi and Tennessee. And politicians go along with it. Because that means they don't have to take the heat. For decisions that choke the lifeblood of freedom out of the American people, out of the average citizen, they don't—they don't have to take that, but they can live good over us. Do you? Re- and I want you to consider this. Think about what I'm saying. And you can go back to whatever crisis you want to call up. You can't think of any crisis this country is experiencing, or has experienced, that the politicians ever had to pay a price for, whether it be high gas prices, whether it be exempting themselves from wearing masks or if they get caught not wearing a mask, no, nothing happens to them other than the, you know, there's a blurb in the newspaper about it. But aside from that, they don't pay a price for anything. They're not going to pay a price for this war that they started. But because you keep laying up here and acting like, okay, well, I don't want any hassle. Well, you won't get any hassle. You just won't get any freedom either. 
So I'm just telling you, folks, at the end of the day, the only thing that stops this is you. When you decide that you're not putting up with the crap anymore. And it may be an individual isolated incident where somebody had to go postal to get their point across. But we're getting to the tipping point here where the whole notion of elected uh, representatives, gonna be, it's going to be meaningless because these people have already gotten their money by getting elected. That's, that's the whole thing with Benny Thompson. You know, when I mentioned that Benny had made another $30 million over the last three years, I got an email from someone, prove it. Show me some receipts. I sent the information over there to him, told him, you're welcome. Here's the thing. You know why Benny made $80 million since he's been in Congress? For the same reason that the blacks who worked in the big house ate good and had more privileges than everybody else. Why did they get more privileges and ate better than anybody else? Because their job was to hold what? Hold everybody else back. To ensure the interests of the interest rather of the uh, of the master. So don't ask a question about uh, how Benny made his money. Who do you know is making eighty million, eighty million dollars in cash? That's not a drug dealer. But because you want to sit up there and plead brain damage and act like well, it must be all legit. Fine, if that's what you believe, fine. I was telling someone as I was coming in the door. I got a guy who texts me pretty much every morning early. He's like the Bereans. He gets up and searches the internet for evidence of racism. See, see, see. Folks, it's not racism in this country that's the problem. You know what the problem in the black community as it relates to so-called racism is the fact that we don't solve any problems. America is a capitalist country and capitalism is based on people solving problems for people who want their problems solved and get paid for it. And then when you solve somebody's problem, they give you what is called a certificate of appreciation. It's called dollar bills, y'all. Black folks, don't put, they don't solve any problems. We complain, but we don't solve anything. We're the only group who seems to be fascinated with this approach. And we get nothing done. That's why I keep telling folks, hey, man, you're under no obligation to call on with these silly folks. Yeah, that's what they are, silly. If they don't want to do better, screw them. You can't be grown and then get mad because somebody won't sit back and listen to your story or woe. I'm black and I'm tired of hearing it. I don't want to hear about the 1619 project, the 1916 project. I don't want to hear about slavery, James Crow, Jim Crow, Black Crow, Cheryl Crow. I don't want to hear about any of them. Our number is 601-879-0002. Kim, you just don't care about black people. No, I don't care about ends. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. We're going to get the Mobile Bible. I want to remind you, the AC doctor stands at the ready, folks, to provide you with the comfort your heating and cooling unit was designed to do. Sometimes, folks, they're not performing optimally, and that's where the AC doctor come in. Folks, they are master troubleshooters. You know, a lot of people can install units, but can they troubleshoot it when the unit is not uh, performing optimally? And that's what the AC doctor does, folks. They get you going. So you won't jump up and down all day long adjusting the thermostat to adjust your comfort level. The AC doctor is going to make sure you're comfortable. And your comfort is their concern. Give them a call, 601 
706-4551 or online. Check out the ACDR.com. The ACDR.com. Let's go to Mobile. Bob. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, man. What's up? Yeah, like I was uh, saying yesterday about Biden's Supreme Court nominee who can't define what the word, what a woman is. And again, Biden said he wanted a black woman to be on the Supreme Court. She doesn't even know if she's a woman or not, I guess. Well, I said Saturday that we're here, that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Tucker Carlson said it best. Katenji uh, Brown is just another white liberal. She's going to do what yep. she's going to do, whatever that's anti-God, whatever the Democrat Party wants, whatever doesn't affirm life, she's going to support it. But if you're into the black flesh thing, she's your huckleberry. But she's just another empty suit like Barack Obama, who's not going to deliver anything that will move society forward. It'll move the interests of these various off-brand groups out there, like the uh, LGBT and um, and the people who want to kill babies and you know, people who are against uh, 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 the police force and all that kind of stuff. But as far as being uh, somebody who's going to move the needle positively for humanity's sake, she's not that girl. And she, the the child pornography bit that she seems to be awfully lenient on child pornographers. It's, that's another trend on the left right now of wanting to sexualize kids and and de-genify everybody. And it's, it, it, it who's going to acknowledge those records that that Lil Leo Thomas broke? What same person is going to look at her and look at him as, as any record holder of women's uh, swimming? No one. And he's going to go in 50 years from now, if he ever comes to his and he's talking to his grandkids, if he has some, they're going to look at him like he's a stone fool. Mm-hmm. Like man, man, really? You did you you, you abuse these women like this? And he it got so bad he had to tank a few races in order for it not to look so bad. How he's beating up on the girl because he didn't lose. I mean, you don't get that much slower. Uh, how you got? You just got that much slower overnight, dude? No, you tanked those races so it wouldn't look so bad because it's becoming obvious. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, this is starting to bounce back on the Democrats. Some. And, and Governor DeSantis, goodness gracious, the guy went to Donald Trump school of how to to uh, appeal to conservatives. Mm-hmm. He has his post on every, just like Trump had his post on conservative, real Americans. So does Ron DeSantis. He's on the right side of real Americans on all these issues. I mean, it, he went to the President Trump school of doing it. That's right. It's, 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 it's called standing your ground. That's what it, it's just being a man. Is having some common sense and applying it to the situation. Everybody wants to acquiesce and try to make people feel good about themselves or their freakiness or their inordinacy or their just outright sinful nature, and you don't do it. You say, hey, Hoss, you know, you, you are really weird. No, you can't fondle the little girls and the little boys. You're not going to do that crap here. Well, I got to be me. Yeah, you're going to be you in the state penitentiary if need be or in the ground. Pick your choice. And it is great that some of this is bounced because it's all about like don't say gay bill. Uh, and when people find out what it is, well, yeah, I agree with this. Why do you want to teach these kids about this and then in grade school and whatever? Well, yeah, because they're forcing them to answer the question. Okay, why do you want it? You say we don't want to say it. What? Like he, he he doesn't accept the premise. He said if it doesn't say that, now I'm going to now you tell me what it says. 
and you and if you hadn't read it, then don't talk to me. Right. So that's the that's the attitude he needs. They, they all need to have when they have a backbone. And the, to the Republicans' credit, in questioning this woman, I didn't think they'd go after her. There is the way they and it's not going after just asking a common sense question about what she believed and about the, the ruling she did. Uh, and she wanted to say she didn't uh, support critical race theory in Ted Cruz show. Well, yeah, you did mention critical race theory. Yes, you did. And Marsha Blackman, Blackburn, again, asked her, well, what's a woman? And he, the idea that these people want to talk about women's rights this, with gender gaps this, gender pay that, but when you ask them what's a woman, they can't tell you. I mean, it's just, they, it, it makes no sense. Or well, liberalism never does make any sense. Are you black? Are you not just black? Are you Christians out there who think you're a Democrat? This is what you're signing up on because this is what these people are about. They're showing it to you. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, again, in, in, the, in the eyes of Katenji Brown and those who support uh, her and, and, and the Democrat Party, their thing is endure whatever you have to. Just, get, just bring home the W. Bring home the win. Get on the right. court. You can, you know, once you're on the court, what they think about you not answering the question about what is a woman is going to be irrelevant. They're into the, the acquisition of power at any cost. And we're up here, you know, splitting hairs over the fact that she's a hypocrite. And we know that she really intends to do all these evil things uh, on behalf of the uh, transgender movement, yada, yada, yada. Because my thing is, the guys, the guys who are doing the uh, women's sports thing, when you get done, walk in there and find a company that doesn't have a, a female as, at, at the helm or in high positions and say, I want that job. I'm a female. I mean, yeah. come, come in there with a full beard, looking like Rick Ross. Come in there, just just looking very manly and and letting your nuts hang and the whole nine yards, and say, "But I'm a woman," and let them freak out. The bottom line is, all this stuff is illogical. It's gonna ruin. It's gonna lead to a ruinous end, and uh, they don't care because destruction is what they're comfortable with. That's why you see so much destruction in the black community because they're falling behind the Democrat Party, which again is of demonic origin. And death yep. and destruction is going to be the hallmark of it, always. And to Putin's credit, I mean, he's seeing the destruction of the West with these ridiculous ideas, and he don't want any part of it. Mm -hmm. He don't want it in this country. I don't blame him. Mm -hmm. now, to, to the Muslims, to their credit, to, to that to extent that I can agree with them on that, too, they don't want it in their country either, and I don't blame them there either. They see what it's doing to the West, and how the West is destroying this, eating itself alive with all this woke crap. And they don't want it in their country. Right. But, yeah, we're, we're just blazing the trail right on. I say we are. There was pushback with Trump, and there was pushback in 2020. We got cheated. And then the pushback is growing. It just depends on how much cheating are they going to do in this next election. If they, don't, if, they don't, if they don't cheat to a huge extent, they get destroyed. So how much cheating can they get away with? Because people are, to a degree, waking up to it. I don't feel totally sorry for those girls getting beat up on in these sports because you all were supporting this nonsense, too, when it didn't affect you True. about the transgender stuff, too. True. Now, it's up to you all to speak up and don't race them. Just say, I'm not going to race it. Race them. It's not right. We're not racing. Stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, at this point here, you know, hey, those kind of issues – Definitely need to be raised, and but that's not my ministry. I really don't care at this point. My whole thing is whether or not I have enough silver 
gold, and bullets. That's my concern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. All right, man. All right, we appreciate you. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's go to the Chris Man. What's up, buddy? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Not much, man. Enjoying this uh, beautiful spring and pollen, guys. Bless us with. <laughs> hey, uh, Bob was on farm. Mobile was on. I was calling about something else for a second, but that woman sat right there and said that, you know, when they asked her if she was a woman, and she said she wasn't a biography or whatever. I ain't saying it right. But I'm thinking, wait a minute. Y'all been preaching for us for two years to trust the science. True that. <laughs> you know, wait, trust us. Wait, wait. I thought we were supposed to trust medical doctors, but what I was calling about, I don't know if you heard or not, they're saying that all the people that's got the vaccine and boosters and all this are the ones that's actually catching it. The people that ain't, that's got natural immunity, are not catching it, this new uh, strand that's going around. Have right. you been hearing anything about I, that? I, listen, the bottom line is that's one of the reasons why they were shutting down the coronavirus and moving on to something else is because the hospitalizations was, was highest amongst those who had already been vaccinated. And they were catching everything but the kitchen sink. And uh, uh, it was going to ruin their narrative, and they weren't going to be able to hide that. Uh, and so they moved on to the Ukraine-Russian war. It's just one. It's just another act of the play that they, that you know, that they've uh, got us all involved in. Well, I was talking to a fellow earlier today, and you know, he and I brought that up about you know we, that woman come up, and I'm like, they're gonna sit there and they're gonna if we don't trust the science, we don't do all this, and he's like, you know, a lot of it's just common sense thinking on a lot of it, and I'm like, that's what's wrong with a lot of this country now. There's no common sense thinking no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They watch too much TV, too much commercial. That's right. I, I detox from a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, yeah. I get my from WYAB and a few <laughs> other stations that I found, you know, because, well, you know, y'all not on all day long, so I have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, look, we appreciate you being out there, and I think other many people should consider that. Now, Kim's suggestion is, is just cut it off altogether. If you get a good grounding in the word and you believe in the, the word that you have gotten grounded in, you can filter through all this BS. We are in, uh, entering into the second horse of the apocalypse right now with this great reset. The first horse of the apocalypse was the coronavirus. And now we're getting ready to go into uh, just the wars that we're getting ready to experience now. And it's going to be off the chart, deadly and destructive to the planet. And many people uh, aren't going to be able to stay. Amen, brother. You know what I'm going to do? I'm still going to raise them calves. I'm going to try to shoot the squirrels and all first, but I'm going <laughs> to make sure we're going to have meat to eat. We're going to eat. <laughs> well, all right, brother. Good to hear from you, man. You too, man. Have a blessing. Be safe, Ken. All right. All right, folks. Also, okay, you can you can stick a pin in this is what I'm getting ready to tell you. Uh, you're going to start finding more people testing positive for AIDS. That's right. Uh, the corona test was all the rage the last two years. AIDS test is going to be the rage going forward. And the AIDS that people are going to be testing positive for them is not necessarily going to be coming from uh, illicit sexual behavior. It's coming from the vaccine. Dr. F- See, this is what I don't understand. How, how could there be that many believers that cannot discern this evil? I just... It just blows my mind. And as days go forward, I'm I'm more convinced that when it comes to this battle between good and evil, I'd rather be in the foxhole with someone who knows the Lord, loves the Lord, but has basically lived a life with some mud on their shoes. In other words, they ain't got it right all the time, but they got a core belief 
that there is a sun, there is a God who threw up the sun, moon, and stars. They're not someone who can quote you scriptures backwards and forwards all day long and sit in a lotus position and pray. These are just some good old from the mud people. Because one of the things I noticed about them, they're going to fight. But these folks who are really, 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 really Christian, they ain't going to do nothing. They're going to sit there and be pious, be sweet, kind, and get the ran hell over. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you, Frederick Sales and Service, folks, now is the time you need to stop by there, 1006 Old Highway 471 in downtown Brandon. You looking for the zero turn to get the season started cutting that grass? Well, they have the X marked, one of the most, again, sought-after zero-turn mowers out there used by lawn care professionals all around simply because they are reliable. They just run and run and run. They don't have the flashy colors and the green and the yellow and all that. They have a gray and red X mark mower that runs like a workhorse. That's right. Check them out today. The X mark mower financing is available, and you won't leave there without the unit of your desire. And we also want to let you know any type of lawn care equipment that you need and need servicing, Frederick Sales and Service can get it done. Check them out online, frederickselsandservice.com. All right, folks, we have Lewis. How you doing, Lewis? Hey, Kim. How you doing, sir? Didn't Biden say that he wanted to appoint a black woman to be the nomination? <laughs> That's right. Good point. Well, there were only two qualifications. So how does she know she qualifies if she doesn't even know what a woman is? That's a good point. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, boy, good thing I wasn't on that. Kid. Good thing I wasn't on that committee. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" In that case, then, all right, all right, we're gonna have to have a check here. No, that's all I wanted to say. I mean, you make a good point, my friend. You really do. All right, thanks. That's right. as a matter of fact. Now the senators can say, "Well, we can't vote for her because we want to honor Biden's request to have a black uh, desire rather than have a black woman," and uh, she don't even know who the hell she is, or it doesn't know whatever pronouns proper. Uh, so until she can verify, she hasn't proved that she's a black woman. See, this is the whole thing about those people. These people are nuts. Besides being crazy, let's go to what you say, Jim. Hey, Jim. Okay. All right, Jim was not there, uh, but the caller makes a good point. Look, why keep putting up with their foolishness? You just say, I can't vote for this person because this person is not the person that D- Joe Biden thought he was uh, nominating. And uh, so if she can't uh, identify or define what a woman is, she probably can't define what black is. So at this point here, there's just too many unknowns. She's too uncertain about herself. Let's play their game. Let's play it. Folks, I keep telling you, these people's their their goal is to destroy our society, and they don't have anything, anything to replace it with. I'm willing to bet you ten dollars to a donut. Katenji Brown lives in the most toniest areas of the Washington D.C. suburbs, along with all the white folks she can get her hands on, or get her arms around. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but it's just amazing to me all the people in this world who hate white people. Always want to live around them. Always want to eat what, you know. I want you to notice when you go out to dinner on the week, the, tomorrow night, Friday and Saturdays. Look around the restaurant. Particularly if it's a nice, you know, pretty upscale restaurant. 
all the people out there who are hi hatting, who happen to be people of color, not just black, but people of color. Why don't they congregate at the、uh, restaurants that, you know? Because for whatever reason, many of those areas do not reproduce the comfort level, the sense of safety that places where Europeans gather provide. And it's not like they're using some secret sauce or something proprietary. You know what they do? They don't do the stupid stuff. Kim, you just, you always run interference and for white people. Now, dude, if you want that lifestyle, live it. What's the big deal? You're trying to, you're trying to have this false sense of a, a, a wokeness, blackness, or gayness, or whatever, and you don't have it. Why don't you go to your neighborhoods and do you? Have your little enclave of, 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 of a hotbed of idiots. And do you? No, you want to come over there and look down your nose at everybody else and you can't re- reproduce what you have there where you're sitting at. Man, please. You know what? Why don't you get your counselor and get your crap together? Let's go to Jim. We finally got him here on the line. Yes, Jim. Man, I'm driving a stick shift car and didn't have enough hands. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. You're the wise one. I got a couple of questions. Really? You know, our illustrious leader, Mr. Bardon, I hope he's consulting his son, Hunter. You know, Hunter was a, a high paid executive in what was that, Burisma Oil Company there in Ukraine, and I think mainly doing business out of Russia.、Mm-hmm. Um, all that knowledge and, you know, horsepower he got right there at the tip of his fingers. That's right. <laughs> he is an energy specialist. Yes, sir. He got the man there. <laughs> Fly in on、uh, what was they used to be,、uh, Air Force Two, and take care of big business. That's right.、Uh, that. And would you want to go before a judge that couldn't tell the difference between a man and a woman?、Uh, it, it certainly raises some eyebrows. And、uh, as the previous caller made the point, the senators need to harp on that and say, no. We cannot vote for this nominee because this nominee is clearly not qualified. And certainly not the qualification that the president has set. She's not that. You know, a, a simple question what's the difference between a man and a woman? Or what is a woman?、Um, how would you like her to delve into you, you know, you getting a divorce or facing some kind of serious charges? And she can't tell the difference between a man and a woman or can't verbalize it anyway.、Mm. Wow. Good observations. Good questions, my friend. Good questions. Hey, that's just basic redneck stuff. I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff a man would need to know if a judicial、uh, decision is going to be made at that level.、Mm. Uh, but seriously, I mean, that, that charisma, I haven't heard anybody talking about that. You know, they've got to be some really big, important, You know, behind the scenes, people to people connections that his son could tap into. Right, right. Once again, Jim, you have pierced the veil, the veil, brother. Thank you so much. Hey, keep up the wise one, Mr. Kim Way. All right. Please keep up the good work. All right. Keep one、Thank、hand you, free、sir. to shift, bro. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. We're back. 
And it is Thursday. Glad to be back in the studios. Want to remind you, our good friends over at Guns and Gear. Folks, you're looking for ammo, ammo, ammo. They have it. GunsandGearMS.com is the web presence. Physical location, Highway 51 at Yandale Road, right there in the shopping center behind Magnolia Federal Credit Union. Stop on by there. You'll be glad you did. Meet your new friends. Uh, folks, they are service experts when it comes to giving you the information you need about weapons and firearms. And uh, they can guide you to the right places for training. If you need gunsmithing act, uh, uh, work done, folks, Guns and Gear is the place to go. GunsandGearMS.com on the web. And, again, Highway 51 at Yandale Road. And, again, you can go there if you're a competitive shooter, a survivalist, a weekend plinker. Whatever you do with firearms, folks, they can get it done for you. And make the selection. They have a wide selection of in their showroom there. You'll be glad you stopped by. GunsandGearMS.com. All right, folks, we've got uh, more coming up. We're going to be talking about a little bit about transplants and people who have benefited from it. And I do want to go uh, mention one more time, we're going to keep bringing this up, civil and criminal allegations have been made against Dr. Dobbs in a complaint to the Medical Licensing Board that was ignored, rejected, failed to be acted upon after these people destroyed everybody else's life in this state. In fact, took life with the policies that were promoted. And Tate Reeves, WLBT, the media outlets, nobody will address this lady's complaint. She is a medical, a retired medical. She knows what she's talking about. And if you read the complaint, which I read it on the air, you heard it uh, replayed on yes on, on Tuesday. These are questions based on what Dr. Dobbs said that we had to do. And come to find out, wait a minute, Dobbs. You didn't do it. People died. Attorney General Fitch needs to take a look at it and, get, if nothing else, give us a status on your legal opinion about the complaint. Because you can be charged by you can you can make a complaint with a state agency and still be liable to the court of law. In addition to what happens in that state agency, they don't have to wait for a return of the agency's ruling. Now. Clearly, people were being make, people were making money. They were making policies that would aggrandize certain entities and individuals and companies through the policies that they were making. That is forbidden, not by the emergency law, uh, uh, emergency medical authorization of the governor had on the state, but under emergencies. Period. You cannot use your position to aggrandize yourself, make money, and screw over everybody else. That's what happened here. These are criminal charges. Why are they ignoring them? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. And this is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB. I want to remind you, before we get started with our guest today, I want to remind you our good friends over at Home Care Plus. That's right, folks. Your one-stop shop here in the central Mississippi area for all your medical equipment and service needs. They want to tell you about the uh, oxygen concentrator. It's called uh, Precision Medical Live Action 5 Portable Oxygen Oxygen Concentrator. Now, what it does for those of you who want to have an active lifestyle but you're somewhat limited because you have to carry the oxygen tank, this is lightweight. It'll fit on your shoulder. 
It's just easy to use. And, folks, it has a, a lithium a rechargeable battery and it's lightweight. You can carry it around. You can go back to having your lifestyle, walking, running, dancing, the whole nine yards. Check them out at 864 Wilson Drive. Or if you want more information, you can give them a call, 601-957-9174. For all your equipment and medical service needs, they can handle it. They also have two pharmacists on duty if you need your prescriptions filled, medical compounding, or if you have to pay cash for your uh, prescriptions, they have the Fair Pharmacy Pricing Program just for you. Check them out today, Home Care Plus, 957-9174. Uh, they have a showroom that I ask that you commit to visiting at least once a year. To visit and see all the new offerings they have, and they have a warehouse in back that carries most of the things you see there in the uh, showroom. So, check them out. Many of these places don't have showrooms, they have a booklet you can look through and say, Okay, I want that, and you have to order it. Not at Home Care Plus, you can walk out of there with the items that you want today. 957 9174. With no further ado, folks, we have in the studios with us from Mora, uh, a representative from Mora, and some, uh, some of the people who have benefited from. Uh, I guess organ transplants. We have. Hi, my name is Belinda Lane, and I'm with the MORA, which stands for Mississippi Organ Recovery Agency. And so we'd like to share that our mission is to save and improve lives through the gift of organ and tissue donation. So we are constantly, constantly recruiting folks to become and register to become organ, eye, and tissue donors. Because currently, approximately 106,000 people, men, women, and children, are waiting for life-saving organ transplant, which means that every nine minutes, a new name is added to the waiting list. On an average, about 17 people die each day. So why do you need to register? Uh, Thank you for asking the question. (laughs) We certainly are happy to have everyone register because folks only die in a way. Most folks don't die in a way that they can actually be an organ donor. Only three out of 1,000 folks will pass away in a way that they can actually contribute and be an organ donor. So we certainly, certainly want you to register to be an organ donor. You can register at mora.org or I'm sorry, that's M-S-O-R-A dot org or registerme.org. And again, we certainly want to make sure that all of you are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. Awesome, folks. Uh, Mora, as now how long have you guys been operating? We have been operating for almost 50 years. Is that right? Yes. Huh. And, uh, and I see you guys got a real large location out there on Lakeland Drive. Tell us about that location. What all do you do there? So that location, we actually procure organs there. Uh, it's almost like a mini hospital. So I like to say that we are strategically located there so that we are in close proximity to the hospitals as well as to the airport. So that's why we are so uh, in that particular location. Okay. And uh, you guys got a nice facility over there. At least it looks from the outside. I hadn't been inside there. Uh, what's involved with becoming an uh, organ donor? I mean, g- give us the steps. Is it complicated, easy? Uh, can you do it online? You How does can, one do it? You can absolutely do it online. As I said earlier, you can go to registerme.org or you can go on Moore's website at msora.org or as 
with most folks. They generally go to your local DPS stations, Department of Public Safety, and register when you go to get your driver's license or uh, go to get your uh, permits, driving permits. Right now. You can register at the age of 15 hmm. uh, without consent from the parent, of course. Uh, but uh, we like to encourage folks to have the conversation with their, their family members about registering if they are under age 18 so that the family members will know what your wishes are. What are some of the misconceptions about uh, becoming an organ donor, having that uh, box checked off when you get your driver's license uh what are some of the misconceptions people well might thank have? you so much for asking one of those misconceptions is that if you have that heart on your license that the, when you go to a hospital or if you're in an emergency uh situation that the doctors will not try to save you that is not true that is a huge myth one of the biggest myths as a matter of fact um a lot of times folks think that we're going to track them down and try and take organs but that's so so Mm. not the case Mm. we um we want people to know that if they register the the nurses the doctors will do everything within their power to save uh that particular person so it's it's much more to it than just being an organ donor on your license there are steps uh that are involved You have to make sure that you have uh, the blood work matches, that the organs match. There's so many steps that are entailed in being an organ donor. So we want to make sure that folks are aware that it's more to it than just uh, uh, taking an organ, as folks seem to think. That is not the case. So please, please know that the, the steps to being an organ donor are very easy in terms of enrolling uh, and registering. And also uh, to make sure that everything is there and matches and that everything is a go because anyone can be a donor regardless of age, their health. Uh, we want folks to know that if you're 100, you can still be an organ donor. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, organ donation is not just restricted to someone who's passed on. Can someone who just wants to make an organ available for a friend or family member? Is that something? Certainly there are two types of donors. There is the living donor, which is done, of course, when folks are still alive because you can live with one kidney, you can live with one lung. Uh, and then there are the deceased donors. So in the deceased donors, that means that someone is legally brain dead and that particular person has been in the hospital and is, of course, on a ventilator. Those are the only ways that a person can be hmm. uh, an organ donor if they are deceased. Gotcha. That's uh, that's interesting. I did not did not know that. Now, what is the process uh, for, I guess, a family member? I mean, what what is it that they go through? Somebody's on, you know just been in a bad accident and doesn't look like they're going to make it or the prospects are, uh, how is the family approach? Do they just automatically take it? Are people advised? Or what? No, they are advised. If they do not have the little red heart on their license and they're not entered in the registry, then normally a social worker will come from more and start to have a conversation with the family about their loved one being an organ donor. Uh, but again, they're, Three ways that a person can be a donor. A donor must pass away in a hospital, donor must be on a ventilator, and the donor has to be brain dead, which which realistically means that that person may look uh, 
like they're just laying there sick, but they are literally brain dead and there's usually no return. There's absolutely no return for them. Wow. Folks, again, uh, that website is? msora.org. And also you can follow us on the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube. And so we certainly like folks to know that if you are a registered organ donor, that you can save up to eight lives. But also be mindful that tissue, which is not oftentimes talked about, but tissue can impact over 75 lives, as well as being an eye donor, which is the clear lens of the eye. Uh, So the eyes are also a a huge asset to folks who are blind and cannot see. So uh, you can also be an eye donor. I got you. Our number is 601-879-0002. Now, uh, Ms. Lane, who uh, you have a guest here with you? We do. We have Dr. Sheila Spann with us. Dr. Spann, welcome to WYA. Thank you. Nice being here today. And what is your story, as they would say? Um, Kim, I am a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. I've been a pharmacist for over 30 years. Um, married, um, had two children. I guess my journey started uh, when I lost my husband mm-hmm. uh, about 20 years ago, uh, unexpectedly, to a massive heart attack. And at that time, I became a single mom trying to work two or three jobs, mm-hmm. uh, trying to take care of John and Christina. And at that point, that's when my health started deteriorating. Didn't know what it was. Had a lot of swelling in my feet, hands. got bigger. Uh, so I decided to see my primary care provider. Found out I didn't run a lot of tests and found I had an autoimmune disease called lupus. And lupus uh, is a type of autoimmune disease. It's an inflammation that can affect any organ uh, in your body. Mm-hmm. It can affect your brain, your lungs, your heart. Well, it affected both of my kidneys. And I was on uh, some form of dialysis for about five or six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that, I said about that fourth year I was on dialysis, I was ready to see what I need to do to get on that transplant list. One of the things I knew I had to do was to get dialyzed three days a week. Uh, then I had to make sure my labs were good. Then I had to make sure... I had to lose at least 25 pounds to get on that list. Mm. And so that was the hardest thing I could ever have done because, you know, when you get off that machine, you're practically wore out and tired. So I asked the Lord to help me develop some type of plan. You know, what can I do to help lose the weight? And I said, okay, well, walk. So the days I didn't dialyze, I walked two or three miles. And that's how I lost the weight. Mm -hmm. And when I got that call, so unexpectedly, about 11 years ago, I was at the hospital working. Mm -hmm. I got that call from my nephrologist. She said, Sheila. And when she said my name like that, she said, I got a kidney. Drop everything you got. Come on up to Nashville, Tennessee. I did not hesitate. Did not hesitate. Uh, That was such a life change experience for me. And I just thank God for the donors. 
Mm. I thank God for the donors because if we didn't have the donors, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just an experience. I can nobody would know that until you actually have gone through mm, it. Be dependent on something. Yes, yeah. and just to yeah. urinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was such a blessing, mm. you know. So uh, now I try to. I don't try to impress anybody. Mm-hmm. I just try to make an impact to help people. I think that's that is my uh, goal, and I guess my purpose in life mm-hmm. is to help others because I sort of have been helped tremendously right. just by having that kidney. Mm. Folks, again, uh, we have more in the studios. We have some stories uh, of people who have been beneficiaries of the uh, transplant uh, program that they have over there. We have. Uh, Dr. Spann here, who is a recipient, a grateful recipient, I might add, and uh, they want to emphasize to you that give it consideration because I, I I don't have it on mine because I I was I was laboring under the misconceptions that you know the people at the uh, Department of Transportation over there sizing you up yeah yeah I look like he can uh-huh. <laughs> looking like I'm at Kentucky Fried Chicken like I'm at a bucket of chicken no on we get that all the time. We get that all the time, but we like for folks to know firsthand Mm -hmm. that we do not do that. That is so not true. (laughs) (laughs) And we certainly want You don't want that guy's kidney to live as much as he drinks. (laughs) But but we want want people to to debunk those myths and to know the real stories, such as Mrs. Um, Dr. Spann's story. You know, we want folks to know that we're not just hunting folks down on the streets. Mm -hmm. That's not the case at all. That's why we encourage people to definitely register. All right. That's good information. We're going to take a quick break here. Our number is 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. I uh, want to remind you, you got a taste for a railroad pizza tonight in downtown Florida. Folks, it's a sit-down dining experience, and they don't just have pizza there. They have uh, poor boys, wraps, salads, desserts. They have chicken wings. They have the uh, fried pickles with the comeback sauce, uh, along with pimento cheese fritters, uh, giant hand-cut pepper jack and mozzarella cheese sticks, fried to perfection, along with ranch and uh, mariana sauce. Folks, they've got it all, Southwestern egg rolls. It's a dining experience at Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida. Give them a call. Have your order ready. If you don't want to sit down, you can take it with you. Call 879-7700, 879-7700, area code 601. All right, folks, with no further ado, we have a, 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 a different aspect of the whole organ donor uh, experience. We have some uh, a family, a couple who had to donate, who had the opportunity to donate organs uh, from one of their loved ones. Uh, welcome to WYB. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, not welcome to WYB, not just welcome. Your names again? I'm Sheila Wilbanks. Yeah. Wilbanks, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Sheila and David Wilbanks. Yeah. I got I got short term COVID. I guess is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome to the to the program. Now we just had uh, uh, Miss Lane and Doctor Span on there telling their experience. Uh, what was your experience, and how did you become aware of more? Uh, were you a supporter of it beforehand, or what? No, before the uh, accident of our son, Walker Wilbanks, we were not associated with Mora, and I really did not know what Mora probably even stood for or what it was all about until uh, we were approached uh, in the hospital. Hmm. So you want to tell us how 
you know, what happened with your son? Well, or? briefly, uh, Walker was a football player at Jackson Prep, and in uh, August uh, 22nd of 2014, Prep was playing uh, Oxford High School, and Walker was a starting defensive lineman, and in the second half when he came back out, he had a small cramp in his calf, and he was on the sideline, and uh, the doctor, team doctor came to us and said, he's got a cramp, but he's also complaining of a headache. And I'm more concerned about that. But we're going to watch it. If anything comes about it, then we might go to the hospital with him. And mm. I guess about 10 to 20 minutes later, the doctor came back and said, look, just as precautionary, let's take him to the hospital. You don't need an ambulance. You just put him in your car. We can back it up here to the uh, gate at the uh, football field. And uh, so Sheila and uh, and one of Walker's friends, and uh, Walker got in the car, took him to Baptist. He was walking. We had to help him. In we the had to help car. him in the car, but he, and the main thing was his—you could tell he was grimacing his his, his face because his head was hurting. And uh, took him to the hospital. I came in behind him, uh, and we uh, we were in the waiting room. And when they came to get us, we wheeled him back into the room. And at that point, as soon as we wheeled him into the room, his head fell, and that's when he had his brain seizure. It was a, as I was telling y'all earlier, he had it was a sodium hydrogen imbalance in his brain that caused his brain to swell, which caused the circulation to his brain to be cut off. And basically, at that point is when uh, Walker passed. He was kept on life support uh, through the weekend. Strangely enough, the the doctor who was supposed to perform a test on him to to, to tell us that yes, th- this was it was not going to be in until Monday at lunch. So we had the entire weekend with him. Uh, there was a prayer vigils and just a mass of uh, people that were praying for us across the, the state and the country. But on that uh, on that Monday at lunch, when the doctor performed the test on Walker, he came back into the room to us and said that. Uh, Yes, Walker. Walker's passed. He will not make it when we take him off life support. Mm. And at that point in time, there was a care worker from Mora, as she said earlier, was in the room and looked at Sheila and I and asked us if we wanted to be an organ donor. Mm-hmm. Would we consider? Now, to go back a year before that, Walker, sitting in the kitchen when she was making dinner in the summer of 2013, had just got his license, and looking at his license, that red heart was not on his license. And he looked at his mom and said, Mom, I, want, I, sh- I wish they'd put on there that I was an organ donor. Is that correct, Sheila? Well, he just asked me if I was an organ donor, and mm-hmm. I said, no, I haven't ever really thought about it. And he said, you need to be an organ donor, and I'm going to be an organ donor, too. I don't think he had, had the – I think he was going to have the, the heart put on his license. Mm. But. So he had that conversation with Sheila, which I was unaware of, but when they asked us that day, would we consider donating Walker's organs, the first thing I looked at them and said, I don't want anyone cutting my son open. Mm-hmm. And Sheila looked at me and says, no, Walker told me he wanted to be an organ donor. And it just took me back because, like, well, when did this happen? And she said, well, it happened about a year ago mm. that he told me. That made the decision very easy because he yeah. had specifically told me that. And so I was like, okay, that must be what's supposed to happen. That's right. one of the things when people ask us, how did y'all make that decision right. to donate Walker's organs? We say we didn't make right. that decision. He, ma- he made the decision. Walker made the decision to mm. be an organ donor. Well, it it is a uh, that's a tough river to cross. Uh, I mean, to be at that point, and particularly if both, if neither one of you had had that had that conversation with him, it probably would have been no. Oh, I don't want to do it. Uh, probably right, because not we weren't aware. Right. Well, that was at that point in time when you know God gave us that weekend to be basically get to get prepared for what right. was going on transition transition but still on that day when it's like this is the final goodbye then we couldn't there's no way we could have made that decision and and the fact that walker and god went ahead and put that on on sheila's heart 
It was an easy decision for us. Wow. Now, the donations, were you aware where they went? Uh, I mean, uh, what all was donated or what was the most impactful thing in terms of people who may have received it? Well, Tell the, us about that experience. The, the, we, know, we, know where, we know where the, the organs went, the five organs went, and we know the it was either a male, female, age, that type of thing. They but, send you a letter listing out each mm-hmm. person, each organ. Mm-hmm. But we did, we did, there's so many stories, uh, Mr. Wade, but I'll tell you one in particular. The the girl that got Walker's kidney and pancreas, uh, Sarah Thornberry, she lives in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. She was on her deathbed, and she got the call. And that she was only 32. 32 years old. And mm-hmm. her and her husband, Donald, had in the past adopted two small children. And people in their church were like, you sure this is a good idea, Sarah, because you're you're on death on death's bed and they from fed, diabetes right from diabetes and they then mm-hmm. and, and they said you know god's going to take care of us well they got the call the night of august 25th and they had their uh they had the surgery performed on august 26th she sarah sent us a letter probably what she about a within month, a week within a week or two telling us her story and thanking us and and, and you know kind of consoling us so f- fast forward to february 2015 walker was a baseball player mm-hmm. and the first baseball game of the season, Jake Mangle's mother, Stacy, came to me and says, I know who got Walker's pancreas and kidneys. Hmm. I'm like, how, how do you know this? Hmm. She says, my mother was shopping in a store in uh, Gulf Shores, got to talking to a lady there, talking about Argo clothing she had on. Mm-hmm. She asked her, where did you get that? She said, I bought it in Jackson, Mississippi. She said, well, that's where I'm from. When did you get that? Where, where When were you there? She said, well, my daughter got a – kidney pancreas transplant last august the end of august and they put two and two together that it it was walker's pancreas and kidneys that she got and so from there we met i guess at a more event a month later we started contacting them through facebook and then talked to them they came to an event and we've met donald sarah Mm -hmm. donald sarah were approached about four years ago by a uh, physician that he was treating a lady that had gotten pregnant that could not have the, could not afford to keep the baby and was going to put the baby up for adoption and asked him would they put the baby up would they adopt the baby and Donald Sarah well, they said, were already looking to adopt and they were they were looking for a yeah. third baby to yeah. adopt and they, they and they and they said yes I guess it was probably a couple maybe a month or so before they asked Sheila and I if they could name they knew it was going to be a boy that they could name the baby after Walker. And they named him Walker Wilbanks Thornberry and called him Banks. <laughs> so when the baby was born, our son had a big old head of red hair. Mm-hmm. When the baby was born, when Banks was born, he's a redhead. Get out of here. So wow. God's, God's put his so thumb God's been all up the in the middle of it. That one, That's that right. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And, st- and actually, we're, and they asked us to be the godparents to this baby, and mm-hmm. we are. Wow, wow. So that's just Circle one of story. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us another well, we've met through Facebook. We we've met the uh, we know the, who the gentleman is that got his liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of keep up with that. He right. was recently here, probably six months ago to eight months ago, was in a car accident that just about took his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we were we were rooting for him. We wanted right. we wanted Walker's liver. That liver was yeah <laughs> to be okay. And I've got one other story that we, that comes about. You talking about the recipients? We got a, Sheila got a a Facebook request, friend request. Back on the anniversary of the seventh of, uh, passing of Walker last August, and it was from a uh, young lady. She's a physician. She's a pediatric uh, anesthesiologist, 
she went to Jackson Prep, graduated from Jackson Prep uh, back in the uh, early 2000s. She was uh, her she was doing her uh, residency at the University of Arkansas Hospital in Little Rock. She said she asked us to have lunch with her. We went to have lunch with her, and she told us that on the night of August 25th, the morning of August 26th, she was called into a surgery. It was a transplant surgery, and when she went in, of course, she says, as she always did, she asked, where did this organ, where did this heart come from? And she said it came from Jackson, Mississippi, from a football player. Mm. She says, my mom and dad have been telling me all of, the, of this past weekend what was going on in Jackson about this young football player at Jackson Prep, mm. and this is his heart. Wow. She was there, present. A, resident, a person from Jackson Prep, from mm. Jackson, Mississippi, was there when that heart went into this 13-year-old boy from Another New Orleans. Another God thing. Mm. And she told us, she says, when – they thumped that heart. It went right off, and it was a perfect match. Wow. That's, yeah, that's the fingerprints of God all over this <laughs> Absolutely. Story, right. and, that's, and Walker would be proud that mm. he was able to help mm. all these people. That, 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 you would have had to know Walker. Walker was an easygoing. His personality. But he loved, he loved people. He loved to be around people. He just loved, he loved life. Mm-hmm. He was just that kind of kid. Wow. Are you guys on social media? Are you on Facebook or anything like that? Yeah. Yes, sir. We, we both are. are. We both are. And the reason I'm asking is because there may be people want to reach out to you about their experiences and stuff. You want to throw your Facebook moniker or handle? Well, there's I, I, my mine is under my name, David Wilbanks. But there are, strangely enough, there's more than one David Wilbanks in Jackson. Mm-hmm. But you would notice mine. But I'm, I'm I'm the roofing. I'm a roofing contractor, yeah. so you would I've see your you, truck around. You yeah. see my my our <laughs> elite roofing in there, and then. Uh, like I said, you would you would see by the our pictures of our boys. They're both red. We have a younger son, Landon, who's a senior up at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Graduates in May in accounting. I was blessed to have two beautiful redheaded boys and a mm-hmm. beautiful redheaded wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, folks. We've been talking with the Wilbanks. They're giving their story about uh, being parents of someone who has who donated organs and what it meant to their family and how they saw the fingerprints of God and all of that. Even in the loss, uh, they were. Yeah, I guess, I guess held up by all the things that came out of that, you know. Definitely. Well, we have been blessed for the main thing. This is our family. These Mm -hmm. people behind us that you've been speaking to earlier, and you're going to speak to Tim Tim Lewis Mm -hmm. later. More has become our family, and this has kind of become what we use as our platform to -hmm. tell Walker's story, to encourage those out there that there's. There's organ donation, the myths, the -hmm. things about it that you hear. You're going to be on a ventilator. You're going to be brain dead when you're approached, mm-hmm. when your loved ones are. Yeah. You're going to, you know, your life on this earth is done, and you can save some. You, as I tell people, when you when you donate your organs, you save that person, but you save their family. Mm-hmm. You save a church that's been praying. You show them that the power of prayer does work. Faith, the right. faith works. You just it influences a community. Mm. you're just not taking care of one person awesome. like walker told me you know i'm not gonna need them anymore if something happens to me mm. and what you know presence of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. well we want to take a break here right now we thank you so much for coming in and talking with us thank you when we come back we'll have tim and miss lane back on uh back into uh in your chairs we'll, we'll have let's take a break we'll be right back all right folks we're back <laughs> and it is thursday we have representatives and uh beneficiaries of the uh, organ transplant system. We have Miss Lane back with us, and we have Mr. Tim Lewis, the Tim Lewis, folks. He's in the studios with us, and he'll be 
and his nickels and dimes to the marketplace of ideals as it relates to organ transplants. Ms. Lane, you want to tell us more about uh, the organization and the system? Yes. So <laughs> we are, again, Mississippi Organ Recovery Agency, mm-hmm. and we are located at 4400 Lakeland Drive in Floyd, Mississippi. And uh, I'd like for folks to know that if you would like to call us about uh, classroom presentations, we'd like to do any of your health fairs. Uh, And I always say that we are also available to do your family reunions because just like we talk about wealth, we need to make sure that we talk about each other's health. And so if you'd like to call us, you are welcome to call us at 601-933-1000. Again, that's 601-933-1000. We are welcome to come and speak to your students in your classrooms, uh, any of your organizations, civic groups. We will talk to them about organ, eye, and tissue donation. And also, we'd like for you to go to our website, which is msora.org. That's msora.org. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. All right. And who do you have to your right? I have Mr. Timothy Lewis. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I am so happy to be here with you all, Kim and uh and these fabulous people that's uh, sharing their story uh, with us. Look, uh, my name is Timothy Lewis, um, 2014 heart transplant recipient. Uh, my journey uh, started, uh, Kim, back on January the 21st of 2012 when I got invited to a heart screen um, session that was being held at the um, Trademark Center mm-hmm. in Jackson. Uh, they had about a thousand people that was uh, scheduled to be there, and so one of my banker friends called me and said, "Hey Tim, why don't you go over and get checked out? It's free. It's about an eighteen hundred dollar uh, deal." So I said, "Okay." They said, "She says you can bring some friends." So I thought that, "Hey, let me go get somebody that's overweight, and the doctors really need to kind of pounce down on them mm-hmm. to make sure that they are doing right by their health." So I got a bunch of people together from the church, and we went over and uh, started going through uh, the dynamics of that screening. Got to the EKG uh, section, and I had a cardiologist to come inside this makeshift area and uh, looked at the EKG echocardiogram, Mm -hmm. looked at the screen, left out, brought another cardiologist in. Both of them looked at the screen, didn't say a thing to me, and they walked out. Mm-hmm. And then a third one came in and looked you, at the you screen. Get a little raised eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and when the third one looked at it, he turned around and said, Hey, you may have uh you may have saved your life by coming in here today. Mm. He said your heart is functioning less than twenty five percent. What? Yeah. Did you notice anything? I, I didn't notice anything. They started asking me questions about, look, have you been feeling fatigued or short of breath? How about when you walk, do you have to stop after 10 paces? And I told them, I said, no. I said, I just finished playing basketball in our church gym against our youth. Mm-hmm. You know, they was challenging me in basketball. I said, I didn't feel a thing other than just normal tiredness mm-hmm. from that. So we went through that day. And at the end of uh, uh, the sessions, I ended up being up under a cardiologist's care. They told me that I had cardiomyopathy and uh, and that my heart was not functioning properly. Uh, where my heart's supposed to, my EFT supposed to be 50 to 70%, I'm less than 25. Mm-hmm. And so they immediately started putting me on medication. 
at the time, I was working for Hines County Board of Supervisors. I was their purchasing director, kept going to work. And, and one day at work, I was um, going onto the elevator, and one of my colleagues said, hey, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. He said, you don't look fine. He said, you look purple. Yeah. And so from there, mm. I started going downhill. Wow. Yeah, I started going down here. I was um, bedridden. I had to end up resigning from my post at um, Hines uh, County and, and go and, and be in my room every day, all day. Um, I stayed there in the room. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I was losing my hearing. I was losing my ability to speak. And if you see the weight that I have now, I lost 40 pounds from this weight right here. And, and it was just, it was a horrific journey, to say the least. But one thing happened to me and uh, with my wife. My wife and I, we are, we are strong prayer warriors. And my wife went to the Lord and started praying and asking, what is this? And she told me, came back and told me, she said, the Lord said that this is a journey that you must go on. And I went on. And, and so, uh, and when he said must, I know there was no way around it. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I was in prayer myself. And then I heard the Lord uh, quote uh, to me, uh, Psalms 23, and say, yo, there I work through the valley, the valley of shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. And I stopped him there and I said, why should I not fear? I said, I'm dying. So why should I not fear? I said, I'm losing, I'm losing my strength. And then he finished it. He said, for I am with you. Mm. And when he said that, I surrendered. Mm. I said, okay, all right. If, you, if you're on this journey with me, I, it must be a good outcome coming out let's of it. Let's go. <laughs> and I said, let's take it on. And so by uh, March of 2013, my left ventricle of my, of my heart quit functioning, and that is the pumping station for the blood throughout the body and and um i started losing oxygen and all this and then by october of 2013 i got real sick and then i prayed and i asked to just get just be sicker i said just 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 let me get sick so i can stay in the hospital because i was traveling starting in september of 2013 i was traveling back and forth from mississippi to texas every two weeks, mm-hmm. going to get evaluated to be on the transplant list. Uh, and like uh, uh, Ms. Lane has said, that it's a process to be on that list. If you're overweight, you got to lose weight. Mm-hmm. If you're underweight, you got to gain weight. Because mm-hmm. your body, have to, even though you're, you're sick, your body have to be sick enough to die for the transplant, but yet in the sickness well enough to go on, undergo the process. I didn't understand that at first. Right. And so... Uh, by December the 3rd, I was on my way to Texas, to Houston Methodist Hospital. Um, when I got there, they gave me some medicine, and I got sick. Hmm. And when I got sick, they admitted me into the hospital that day. So now I'm sitting in the hospital. And it's hold a- it. I want you to hold that thought. We're going to take a break here, mm-hmm. so when we come back, we'll have enough time to finish up and then let her wrap up her final mm-hmm. comments. Go ahead. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right back to Tim Lewis. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, look, uh, what I want to do is just share it right now. You heard my story, heard our story. Uh, I'm an assistant manager for what we call Team Mississippi Transplant Sports here, right here in the state of Mississippi. We represent the state of Mississippi uh, going to a um, 
the Transplant Games of America is an Olympic game where you have about 13,000 people will come across the country. Uh, 8,000 of those are, are athletes and they're transplant athletes that's competing in various uh, games uh, throughout the week. Uh, we'll be headed to um, San Diego, California in uh, June, July the 28th through uh, August the 4th. And one of the things I, I want your listening audience to do is just in case we have somebody out there who had a heart transplant or organ transplant, if they want to join Team Mississippi, they can go to teammstransplant.org or they can contact me at 601-717-2741. Uh, the transplant games uh, has been here for the for a long time. Um, every two years, we are in some state competing. We have about four or five international teams that come over and compete as well in all of your track and field, your mm-hmm. swimming events, uh, triathlon events, um, golfing, cycling, the nine yards. And uh, so we're looking for uh, members to come aboard. If you are an organ transplant recipient, I want you to reach out to me at 601-717-2741. That's my cell phone number. Or you can go to teammstransplant.org. That's our team, Mississippi. And if you're a sponsor, if you're a sponsor, you want to sponsor our team because we're actually going to – we're promoting the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm in this event to bring awareness to uh, organ donation and organ transplantation. So we're looking for sponsors. Um, uh, we have those forms online. Again, you can call me. I'll be more than happy to give you a form. But uh, we'll love for individuals or companies or radio stations uh, to uh, become a sponsor of Team Mississippi. Okay, before we get ready to end this program, we want to share that Mora, Mississippi Organ Recovery Agency. Again, uh, you have questions or comments that you'd like to share, please give us a call at 601-933-1000. We also want to share that if you are a student, we have scholarship opportunities. As you may have heard, the Walker Wilbanks Memorial Scholarship is available. It's no, uh, it's it's too late right now, but please know that you can go on our website and look at all of those scholarships. Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate each of you, and please don't forget to look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. That's Mora Mississippi Organ Recovery Agency. All right, and uh, uh, also regarding the Wilbank Scholarship, you can go to Elite Roofing. It was uh, uh, Mr. Wilbanks, uh, that's his company there, and if you can't think of anything else, if you think of Elite, and uh, you can get hold of him on the scholarship. And Tim, the game is going to be when? The game is July the 27th through August the 4th in uh, San Diego, California. And the website? And the website, the Mississippi, the Team Mississippi, or it's TeamMSTransplant.org. All right. We'll take a break. We're back in 22 hours. See you on the radio.